Life on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live, everyone. I am Heather Carroll. I'm broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and my co-host... Hello, everyone. This is Aaron Bosch. ...is in Fargo. (laughs) So... That's how we do things uh, around here at Real Presence Radio once in a while. Our co-host for Aaron is ill today, so everyone say a prayer for Nathan Sather. He is out ill today. So luckily for you, you get me two days in a row. So I jumped in and I'm going to help Aaron out this morning. How's it going, Aaron? It's been going pretty well. Always appreciate the help, Heather. Uh, It's been a pretty good day. We just had to do a lot of, obviously, last-minute planning, but sometimes that's the fun of live radio. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. So... Yesterday, or no, it was Wednesday, was yesterday. Tuesday, there was a huge blizzard up in Fargo. Yep, which kept me from getting into the office, by the way. Oh, so my gosh. I, I worked it was from a home hot mess. Tuesday, yes. And then, so I drive down from Fargo yesterday to Sioux Falls. There's hardly any snow down here. Oh, it's crazy. And there hasn't been it's, that much pile up in Fargo either. It, it's been kind of nuts. Yeah, it's so, you know, winter's like saying, hey, I decide when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I know, winter just hasn't, like, we've had a very mild winter, but it just hasn't wanted to leave. Like, it's right. it's like the world is trying to become spring for, like, yeah. three months now. It's been crazy. Yeah. I've never seen a winter like the this. The tulips are like, should I start coming now or not? <laughs> it's like, I no, you know. stay in the ground. If you come up now, the last <laughs> snow is going to get you. You got to stay right there. Stay there, stay there. <laughs> well, do you well, have a morning a... prayer to start with, Heather? I absolutely do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we've got some great things planned this morning. And Aaron, I'm excited for this first segment because today is a special day. Yes, it is. So I'm sure as many of you are aware, it is currently a leap year day because it's February 29th. So this is, we only get a chance to talk about this topic every four years to be timely. So you might be wondering, why do we have leap years in the first place? There's actually a little bit of fascinating church history that I wanted to just dive into briefly this morning. Church history into the calendar. Yes. Interesting. So for all you Catholic nerds out there, this is going to be your favorite topic, or maybe (laughs) one of your favorite topics of the show today. So the modern calendar that we used is based off of the Julian calendar, which is named after Julius Caesar, because yes, Julius Caesar was so important. Not only did he greatly expand the Roman Empire and actually help make the Republic into an empire, he also developed the calendar. So there's a fun fact for you but what we use today is basically a reformed version of the julian calendar called the gregorian calendar which is named after pope gregory the 13th and Mm. pope gregory uh was around in like the latter i guess quarter of the 1500s so in the 1570s uh the church had started to notice that the julian calendar was a bit off like the days weren't lining up with the actual observable astronomy of the movement of the sun and the earth around the sun So basically what's happening is that, okay, we know that the sun is supposed to be in this position on this day, but Uh our calendar is not showing the correct day. And if you delve into history, there's a lot of different calendars out there, which I'm not going to get into because there's so well, many. Well, and I'm also going to say that this was a lot of people who had a lot of time on their hands. Well, yes. <laughs> well, there, we have to remember that back in the day, and even now there's astronomers who are basically just 
paid to you know watch movements of planets and stars and all that and so these okay. people back in the day were doing just that and the reason this was so important you might think okay well the calendar's off big deal well no because the council of nicaea uh put decreed a day when easter needed to be which is the first sunday following the full moon after the spring equinox which the equinox is always supposed to be march 21st so if the days are like basically leaking into other days on the calendar that means that you're not celebrating Easter at the right time. And I like to point out that if you don't celebrate Easter, uh, you not only get the entire liturgical calendar wrong, but you also can get saint days and everything else wrong. You're basically doing the entire liturgy wrong. And we don't want that, right? Oh, wow. So, and that's how important this sort of thing is. So that's why they had to figure this out. So, and, and they did this the best way possible to solve this problem. So in the Vatican, there's a thing called the Tower of Winds, which is still standing today. It's not open to the public, but it is part of the Vatican archives, and it's been preserved. They yeah. built this gigantic tower in the Vatican, and this was over a period of years. Um, and they built this tower. Basically, what it was meant to do was it has a solar calendar built into the floor. And so in the, it's a big, imagine like a big what? square box of a tower, right? Yeah. And there's a pinhole where the sun shines through. And each day of the year, it shows astronomically what the date is. So it's kind of like castaway. In a way, yeah. So <laughs> they, they set up their own solar calendar inside this wow. tower. And by the way, it's all painted up in beautiful frescoes and paintings. You can find pictures online. Like, it's, it's been very well documented. So if you ever want to see this, go ahead and look it up. And the funny thing is that when you're looking at the paintings that are on the wall of the tower, where the sun is in the painting is where that pinhole is. So the sun shines through the painting every single day. Oh, and, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's really clever. Like, they did this amazingly well. Like, there were some truly brilliant people working on this. And so what they did is they ran a test where, okay, on the spring equinox, it's going to shine at this spot on the floor. It's marked March 21st. So when they ran that test on what was supposed to be March 21st, the sun shone in on March 11th. And they brought Pope Gregory and they said, okay, the calendar's really off. It's off by 10 days. The sun is wrong. Yes, the sun is... Actually, we're wrong. The sun is fine. God can't be wrong of the sun. We're wrong. Right. So we're... the Pope sees this and he goes, oh no, I hate being right. We need to get this figured out because he had fig he had started this whole process of reforming the calendar, right? So this was yeah. the final test. And so finally what they did is they had to reform the entire calendar. And so they instituted the Gregorian calendar, which is what we have today. And this relates back to leap years because the Julian calendar had a leap year every four years. The Gregorian calendar actually doesn't. So we do not have leap years every four years. That's actually a little bit of a misnomer. It's what? almost every four years. It's every four years except for centuries that are not divisible by 400. So if you look at a calendar from 1900, it was not a leap year despite it being an even-numbered year where you think there would be a leap year. The year 2000 oh had a leap gosh. year. The, yep, the year 2000 had a leap year. And for those of you listening, for our younger viewers, you have about 76 years prepared for this. In 2100, it will not be a leap year. So this is your fair warning. No. It will not be a leap year. <laughs> and the reason this is done is because a year, we always hear 365 days, right? Yeah. It's close. It's 365.24 days. An actual revolution around the sun of the Earth so is not... So not 25, but 24. 24, yes. It's not exactly uh. an even year. So that's why we have leap years, because we're trying to keep the calendar in line. And if you do it every four years, the calendar gets off by days. Whereas the Gregorian calendar is accurate to about 26 seconds. 
So when you reset the years every you know few centuries like that, it actually keeps itself in line, and it'll be like however many centuries until it's even a day off. And there's actually been further reforms proposed to it to keep it in line for like millennia. So basically, they invented the perfect calendar, or at least as close to perfect as anyone really needs. Oh, so it's wow. always going to be self-reforming. Uh, so. And that also, is crazy. I know, it's nuts. And also, you might be thinking, okay, well, they were 10 days ahead. Well, how did they get rid of the extra 10 days? Yeah. Well, they instituted the Gregorian calendar on October 4th in 1582. The next day was October 15th, so they skipped roughly 10 days. So October 5th through October 14th in 1582 never happened. No way. Yeah, that's how they got rid of the extra days. So they instituted, just get rid of them. Yeah, they did. They, just, <laughs> they, they struck them from the calendar. They moved leap years to being every four years except for uh, centuries that are not divisible by 400. And that's the calendar we're still using today. And almost the whole world uses it now. So That is so wild. Yeah, there you go. There's the fun story. Actually, and this was also during the Reformation. In fact, they talked about reforming the calendar at the Council of Trent. So it was about as important as figuring out what, how to do with Protestants. <laughs> and... Wow. A lot of Protestant countries actually didn't reform their calendar until years later. In fact, some countries didn't actually go into the Gregorian calendar till the 1920s, so only about 100 years ago. So this has oh. still been like a major reform across the world, and only up until really the modern era is almost everyone in the world on this very accurate calendar. So there you have That's that. There's there, There's my short spiel on leap years. I thought it'd be interesting. And there's a lot of church history. Oh, and I had one more thing. You might be thinking about the liturgical calendar and how you deal with saint feast days yeah basically what they did is they typically just had whoever was on february 28th just leap into the 29th because they didn't want to have a saint who was only celebrated every four years yeah. so they typically just gave everyone on that day a another day is another usually day. yeah and oh, I, I there's been extra special yeah there's been kind of changes about how that's been done over the years but uh yeah that's usually how it's been and if you listen to our saint of the day at the top of the hour at 10 today it'll be saint oswald and he's been commonly on leap years for a long time now too so interesting there's there's some fun facts for you there so i think i got my whole spiel out of the way hopefully that made some sense that was fascinating that's just absolutely fascinating it brings up a lot of other questions but oh yeah you're not you're not a calendar expert well (laughs) i i've I've looked into it a little bit you might remember uh in 2012 there was the mayan calendar supposedly ran out and there was that terrible hollywood movie about that yeah. yeah, that was nonsense. Their calendar didn't end. It just started a new cycle. So, like, oh. yeah, there's all kinds of things about calendars that you can look at. And there's so many crazy old ones that no one uses anymore but have really interesting, interesting. stuff in there. So if you want to go down a fun, like, nerdy rabbit, rabbit hole, you can yeah. just spend all day reading about that. If yeah, because every culture would have their own version. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. almost. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And there's some that are based on the sun. Some are based on the moon. It's just, it's crazy. So, so then have you... And I'm, if you don't know the answer to this, this is fine. But mm-hmm. have you figured out or have you read where where they came up with why they needed January, February, March, April, May, June, and how each month gets how many days? Like, why oh. can't we all just have them even? Well, like, I believe because, again, a year is roughly 365 days. That's an odd number by itself. Mm-hmm. So you can't have any months that are full or fitting. And I, I'm trying to remember now because, like, even how we named months is kind of crazy. Like, they're all named after weird things. Yeah. When you look at them, like, July is named after Julius Caesar. August 
is named after Emperor Augustus, but it's actually not sure. on his birthday. It's actually, I believe, that when he conquered Egypt, they threw that on the calendar because they thought it was important. So just was, it probably changed a lot through the yeah, years. Yeah, and in fact, actually, like, for example, the ancient Israelites, they actually had a leap month. So every 19 years, they added, like, a whole month onto the calendar that well, wasn't maybe it was on. a vacation. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> there, there's all these weird things, and I, I wish I knew every little detail about yeah. the calendar, so I apologize. I'm, I'm a little deficient no. in my knowledge of every single day's history. I'm trying to get there. Well, it makes me want to go research. Well, good. Explore. That, I always yeah. try to share knowledge as best yeah, I can. So. I love it. I love that segment. That was great. Well, thank you very much. Very interesting, and it's cool to see that the church had such a big hand in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's we still have astronomers paid by the Vatican and all that sort of thing to not only cool. like keep the dates in line and all that. I mean, they don't really have to do that now because, again, the calendar does it. But I'm sure someone checks it every now and again just to be sure, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we also have people who are like trying to study if like aliens exist or just the motion of planets or there's all kinds of stuff. And a lot of them are monks, too. And they're like they have the Vatican Observatory. The, the Vatican's been very pro-astronomy its entire existence. Yeah, they so. just don't use it the same way that... The modern day culture uses astronomy. Oh no, no, like yeah. astrology and all. Well, that's not even yeah. astronomy. That that's actually that's much just... older than astronomy itself. It seems it's trying to divine dates, which again the Bible yeah. actually has a prohibition against because it doesn't mean anything. So yeah, yeah, no. don't 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 go to any horoscopes. They they don't mean anything. <laughs> and actually, if anything. it's funny if you look at old horoscopes and like how they were actually done. Modern horoscopes are like one like 60th is complicated because like people who actually did like real horoscopes back in the day which didn't mean anything anyways but they had so much more of a method to it yeah and now modern day like it's it's just it's even less so it's even more nonsense not that adding more or less actually means anything right so the tower at the vatican you said that's no longer standing no it is no it's it's still there and oh, it's, it, it's just there. not open okay. to the public because oh, I'm assuming they okay. want to preserve it. But it's all photographed and there's videos and documentaries about it. You just can't all go right. in there yourself. But you can see it. Yeah, there's, there might, they might even have a 3D tour of it. I'm not sure if anyone's done that yet. But they certainly have pictures and it's all well preserved and it's well, really beautiful. I'm going to be after the show. That's what I'm going to be yes, doing. Yes, it's called the Tower of Winds or the Gregorian Tower. And they called it that because Pope Gregory and because it, I think it used to have a system on it that tested which direction the wind was blowing. But now it's an observatory, so I don't think that piece is on there anymore. But the huh. name stuck. Interesting. But anyways, it looks well, like. Thank you for that history lesson. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it looks like I took a little bit more time than I meant to this morning. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, be going to our first break here. Do you have any closing thoughts before we we no. uh, hit the break here, Heather? I, I love hearing history, and so I'm glad that you researched this and had it prepared for today on Leap Day. But oh, well, thank all you right, very much. folks, we have uh, Dr. DeCock on next with a very heavy topic, but a very much needed discussion. So stay with us. We'll have more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm 
and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my son. Come to Jesus Christ. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu.